Hey everyone, welcome to Middle Earth. Wait, for real? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what this is called. I almost said current events because I always do current events. Okay. What, what was, was that? What was that? Did you hear that noise? That was weird. <laughs> Sorry. Hey everyone, Sorry, welcome just... to Exploring Middle Earth. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> my, oh my gosh. <laughs> my name is Jay. Um, and you probably know me if you've heard of this podcast before. If you haven't, my name is Jay. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today we're finishing up our Tolkien influences. Yes. The voice you <laughs> the voice <laughs> you just heard and who's about to speak was our Tolkien expert of the room and the house and maybe the county, Grant. Uh, yeah, okay. Hey, guys, I'm Grant, <laughs> yeah. which you would also know me if you've seen this before. You can't watch podcasts. Sorry, listen to this before. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, yeah, so like Jay said, we're going to be uh, continuing our... Uh, what was that? Did you hear that? That was weird. Okay. Well, so I'm going to be continuing our... Uh, Whoa. Okay. Uh, that was weird. Hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's Zach. me. Oh, my that's gosh. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've been here the whole time, actually. I was hiding in a corner. <laughs> the entire time you were gone. Yeah, no one could see me because it's a podcast format. You oh. can't see podcasts. And we keep our I've eyes closed. Been watching it. <laughs> we keep our eyes closed when we record. <laughs> but <laughs> welcome back, Zach. Everybody, welcome thank Zach you. back. Ooh, thank you, thank you. Um, how's it been, Zach? Awful. Mm. How's it been? Okay. How's it hanging? Long and hairy, hard to carry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man, dude, keep what, it R, keep it R. Start. What does R stand for? <laughs> Righteous. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're glad to have Zach back. Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> There's a lot of rhyming. <laughs> Zach attack is back. We used to lack, That's whack. but now he's back. We used to lack Zach, but now he's back. Anyways, back whack? to the track. Anyway, uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, that's it. Yeah. So hope you liked our intro, dude. Yeah, that was a good intro. That's guys. why Grant and I were Gore. giggling. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So, uh, like I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, Sorry about that. It's okay. Sorry about the gong. Uh, Sorry about the gong. <laughs> anyway, so uh, today we're continuing our. Also, this is being recorded late because we had some scheduling issues. Because Jay, oh was yeah, in, was in Maine. I was in <laughs> not we were, the place uh, we live when we were supposed to. Or just me, you guys. It was awkward here. when I came last week <laughs> and you weren't here. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was in Maine when we were supposed to record, but yes. we're, so we're recording this a week later. So mm-hmm. there'll be a weird. This is be weird. Uh, I think. Yeah, and I think it's already been one whole year since this podcast was uh, oh, yeah, first started. July uh, 28th. Yeah, 28th, and it is August 1st today. Yeah. yeah, and this is probably our one-year episode. is probably the worst start to an episode we've had. <laughs> <laughs> is, yeah. Yeah. We haven't learned anything in one year. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Except for we got new mics. Yeah. And Zach came back for and one Zach year. And Zach came back for our one-year... This is basically, yeah, our one-year anniversary episode. Yeah. Oh, what a tr- what a treat, try. Zach! What a treat! Yeah. What, what a scrumptious little sweet treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so like Grant said, sauce like Grant said, we're finishing up our inspiration. Yeah, our mythological inspiration. But what, with Zach's Tolkien's. surprise, is he's going to talk about how Tolkien inspired others? Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Specifically, in what Zach? D and D. And what does that stand for? Uh, stands for Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So Correct. five points. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. So Grant, take it away. Take it away. Okay. Anyway. So uh, last episode I talked about uh, Germanic, uh, Anglo-Saxon uh, influence and in mythology, and I talked about Norse mythology, and I talked a little bit about Greek, and a little bit, uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. No, just how this sort of stuff. Um, oh, and I talked about Finnish mythology as well. And so today, I was going to talk about Celtic mythology last episode. It was already kind of a long episode when we were done recording, so I just decided to save it for today. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's a little bit on it, not a whole lot, which is why Zach is also here to talk. <laughs> That's the only reason he's Jay here. Jay could have talked, to- but he decided to opt out of talking. Why are you referring to you yourself in the third person? <laughs> Was that a producer's Because Yeah, because I'm a producer now. I have one year producing, so okay. Jay talks like this. He's finally now. leaning into it. Are Jay you, talks aren't like you supposed now. to be researching right now? I did. 
Oh, that was quick. I found, Jay oh, found wow. an article. Yeah. So, okay. Jay's ready. Jay. Okay, so yeah, Celtic mythology. For those of you who don't know who the Celts are, um, well, the Celtics are uh, also known as the Celtics, the Boston Celtics. Oh, they're, yeah. They're an American basketball team. NBA. Located, yeah, NBA, National Basketball Association, mm-hmm. located in Boston. Uh, Boston. Anyways, no, that's that. I was just in Boston. I didn't see I any, I didn't see any Celtics, though. Yeah, well, we flew into Boston. Did you see any leprechauns? Um, no. That's Honestly, Grant, that word's outdated. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you say that. Sorry, Irishman? I, no. <laughs> Wait, is that what you meant by leprechaun? No, no, no. no. <laughs> because, Whoa! Because the, the Boston uh, Celtics, they're... Irish. The, yeah, I know. Their, uh, you know their mascot is a leprechaun, right? Yes. Or something like that. It's a baller leprechaun. They, they have shamrocks everywhere. It's Irishman. <laughs> Irishman. Anyways, so yeah, the the Celts though is how yes. it's actually pronounced. It's with a hard C. Uh, <laughs> they they originated in uh, what we would consider Central Europe. It'd be France, Spain, that sort of area. I guess it's more like Western Europe. Yeah, but you know the deal. You know the vibe. We all know. Uh, <laughs> but they originated in that area, and they um, I don't know the exact timeline of things, but it was all like prehistory. It was all like Neanderthal before age. time, but uh, the the Celts were like a certain tribe of people that also migrated over the sea to Ireland and uh, the what is now called the United Kingdom, basically. Mm. UK, all that, all that UK in it. Huh? Yeah. Is that offensive? Yeah. I'm sorry. Do our UK we have about 18 percent UK listeners? So Zach, <laughs> we got 18 percent of the UK listeners. Not we, Zach. Just Grant and I. You guys got. <laughs> You're out of here, Zach. No. Apologize to our UK ah! listeners. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> so back to me. Uh, and so now the tribes of the Celts um, are what we would call in the Middle Ages, um, we would call them the Irish, the Welsh, and the ancient Britons, which gave Great Britain their name, its name. So, But it's spelled B-R-I-T-O-N. Breton. Yeah, Breton. Breton. Britain. Britain. Like Brighton. Breton. Yeah, okay. Brianstown. <laughs> I don't... Do you think I, there's a guy named Brian? I don't think so. <laughs> but, so, yeah, Welsh, Irish, Ancient Britain, Breton, Breton. Uh, so there's there's a, a few things that Tolkien kind of liked about Celtic mythology and their whole, like, culture and influence and everything. And there's also a lot he did not like. Uh, mainly what he disliked was the way they told their mythologies, like, <laughs> the way they told their stories. So the main part? So, so, <laughs> so, so the, the main medium yeah. of <laughs> their mythologies, but he also liked uh, he also liked the kind of like simple uh, like way that they kind of created like this. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe. He didn't like the way that they presented the stories, but he liked the way that the stories were like uh, like simple at its like. M- like, just the simplicity yeah, of them. Yeah, the simplicity of them, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, they weren't complex. Yeah, they were good stories. They just kind of. Uh, so one thing that uh, Tolkien actually drew from uh, Celtic influence, not the mythology exactly, are some uh, uh, place names within Middle Earth. So in the Shire, he there's like a lot of different place names that he uh, took from Celtic place names in uh, Wales or Ireland, um, but they're all like just spelled a little bit differently. Uh, so the Shire is like mainly a British thing. Like that's their kind of like County, uh, like what we would call counties in the United States. Sorry. Yeah. Over, over the pond. Over, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, across the pond. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the shires are basically the counties of the UK. Um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So Honestly. I know. Yeah. Honestly. But Sick. one, it's one disgusting. very obvious example that he used was the, you know, where Frodo moved, um, in the Fellowship of the Ring, he moved to Crick Hollow, mm-hmm. which is in Buckland on the other side of the Brandywine River. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, Tolkien took actual inspiration from a Welsh place name called Crick Howell, not Ooh. Crick Hollow, Crick Howell. Oh, wow. So there's some obvious name similarities between like Celtic place names and Middle Earth places. So I'm going to move on to elves now, which is m- most of what Tolkien gleaned from celtic mythology uh so like i was saying he kind of had a distaste for celtic legends but his elves 
that he uses in his legendarium, specifically the ones found in the first age, like the Noldor, were particularly inspired by Celtic elves rather than Norse elves, like the uh, the light elves of Norse mythology. Which, nice. can anyone tell me what they're called? <laughs> no, did you say in the last episode? I think I did. You got you, you already know I'm bad at yeah, stuff like that. That's fine. The light elves. That's what well, there you call them light elves. It's yeah. Just said it. It's light elves. Got light it. Elves. So wait, um, you know the elves in um, uh, the Grimm's fairy tales. Those little guys. Yeah. What well, are those? Those like, are Germanic. Germanic. Okay. Yeah. So that's nothing. Like and more like Middle Germanic. It's middle not Germanic. like. Yeah. yeah. It's last episode stuff. Yeah. Sorry, I was just wondering, dude. Just asking. It's not. A place yeah, it's okay. Fine for the listeners. Doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. And me. And me. Yeah. The little. <laughs> so actually, most elves that are found in, um, uh, like mythology, ancient mythology, are actually like taller, like Tolkien's elves in Lord of the Rings, uh, and the elves that you like hear of nowadays that are short, like the elves of Santa's Workshop, or like the elves that you see in like the Black Forest of Germany. Those mm-hmm. all come a little bit later, like around the Renaissance time when. Uh, stories of like fairies and stuff like that started to come about. Yeah. Although in Norse mythology, there were the light elves and the dark elves. The dark elves were called the Swart Elf, and which literally means uh, swart elves or dark elves. And they were basically grotesque, short and stubby dwarves, uh, but they were called elves. That, but those were what the dwarves were basically. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. So the the uh, the the elves of Celtic mythology were called the Tuatha de Danann, which is a weird word to say. That's a long word. Say that five times. I memorized Tuatha it. Tuatha de a day. Oh, I lost Tuatha de Danann. Tuatha de Danann. Dane. Danann. You said Danann. Tuatha de Danann. Tuatha de Danann. Tuatha de Danann keeps the doctor away. Not funny, Zach. Try again. Not funny. Doctors? Tuatha de Danann. Twaith the day to Dane. Twaith the day to Dane. Twaith the day to Dane. That also sounds very Tolkien-ish. But this is before Tolkien. Yeah. Uh, Just so you guys know. So those are the elves of Celtic mythology. And the exile of the Noldor in the first stage, which you can read in, in the Silmarillion, uh, heavily mirrors the story of the Twaith the day to Dane. Uh, so as we know, the Noldor are exiled from... Amon, if you've read the Silmarillion, the uh, the Noldor are exiled from Amon because after Morgoth stole the three Silmarils, which were the prized jewels of Feanor, Feanor and his sons swore an oath to basically track down Morgoth and take the Silmarils back at any cost. So they went to Middle-earth, but they also killed some elves trying to take some boats because they want to let them have the boats. And so there's that whole thing. And then they got exiled because of that evil deed that they did. Um, so... As they were exiled, they landed upon Middle-earth in what is called the Firth of Drengist, which is kind of like a little bay uh, with a river at the mouth. Yeah. I said <laughs> a river at the mouth. Knife. What's it called again? Firth of Drengist. Firth? What does Firth mean? So it's, you know Colin Firth? No. <laughs> it's like no that. It's oh, like, that, he is Irish, isn't he? Or is he that's Scottish? Colin, that's Colin Farrell, isn't it? No. <laughs> Firth, Colin, who is an actor. Yeah, he was in... Uh, the um, what the gentleman, the Matthew McConaughey movie. He's also yeah. In the, I oh. can't remember what else he's in. Well, Colin Farrell is also an Irish actor. Yeah. Oh. Isn't it Pharrell? Or Pharrell? I don't know. I'm gonna look up first now. Both of them are Irish actors, and he's an English actor. Oh. So. This is embarrassing, guys. Yeah. Proven liar, Jay That's Benedict. why I said Colin Farrell or yeah. Farrell, whatever the frick you want to say. Will Farrell. 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 I think that's Farrell. it. Anyway, so the elves, the Noldor, the exiled Noldor, land on the Firth of Drengist, and they burn their ships at a place called Lasgar. And uh, that was so that no one could take the ships back or anything like that. And they proceeded to wage war on Morgoth and his servants, the orcs and Balrogs and all that sort of thing. Isn't that what the Vikings used to do? They would burn their ships once they invaded a place. They would, like, get off the boat, obviously. Then burn yeah. their ships. I don't know. So that I, that could be. I think I I've heard, heard it somewhere, yeah. I think. Okay, okay cite up. your sources. My ears. <laughs> 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 Source, dude, trust it. me. Good enough. <laughs> 
but yeah, so they, they burned their ships and they waged war on Morgoth and all of his armies. And so the Tuatha de Danane, they uh, were being, they were divine beings, basically elves, who invaded Ireland from across the sea and they burned their ships upon landing and then they proceeded to attack the native inhabitants, which would be the Celts mm. or the Irish people. Did it say which side of Ireland they attacked from? Because you said across the I sea. I think it was the west. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they came from the west going east towards Ireland. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, okay, so the... They the attacked the east side of Ireland, e right? The west side of Ireland. They're coming from the east. They came, they came from the west traveling east towards oh, Ireland, see. and they landed on western Ireland. I see Ireland. what you mean. Yeah. I see what you yeah. mean. And so what I was saying about the native inhabitants, too, that they attacked, they were basically like the Celts, I think, but they were also called by a different name. They're called the, the Fyrbolg. I have no idea what it means. That's but it's just cool. I can tell you about Fearbulgs in yeah. a D and D oh, context. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I know that's a D and D thing because yeah. I was researching Fearbulgs and it came up with like a D and D link, and I was like, oh, oh, this is, oh, this is awky, uh, <laughs> awkward. But yeah, so that's they. That's a very heavily mirrored story right there. The elves arriving in a distant land, burning their ships, and then attacking, <laughs> proceeding just to attack. <laughs> That's insane, though. I'm going to look just to see if I was right about the Vikings, because maybe, I don't know. Yeah, and then go ahead and update us once you get there, okay? Okay, bud? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, the... Uh, where, where did I leave off? Okay, so another First Age elf story that is uh, not as heavily mirrored as the burning of the ships at Velascar, but pretty pretty similar, is the elf named Mythros. Now, Mythros was... One of he was the eldest son of Feanor, um, so he took part in the oath to go after the Cimmerils and kill Morgoth at whatever cost, and that sort of thing. So he was kind of bound in the exile and the whole fate of the Cimmerils. Uh, and he, uh, once his father Feanor had died in battle, he proceeded to take command in the high kingship of the the Noldor in Middle Earth, and he uh, waged he. He kept the war going with Morgoth, and he actually dealt a pretty severe blow to Morgoth, so much so that Morgoth uh, wanted a parlay. And obviously, Mythros distrusted Morgoth, and so he sent a parlay, but he also brought with him a bodyguard, you know, because he was mm -hmm. like, well, I, don't, I don't trust him. So Yeah. But upon arriving at the appointed meeting spot, he found out that Morgoth brought, a, like, an army of Balrogs with him, so... He kind of had the upper hand there, so. But he was Un right. He distrusted him. Unfair. Right. Unfair. But yeah, so the Balrogs uh, attacked his bodyguard and killed them all, and then they captured Mythros, the high king of the Noldor at the time, and he tried to get some uh, information out of him, but Mythros would not budge. And then, so what Morgoth did to kind of torture him is he brought him up to his fortress Angband and above Angband are these three giant peaks and they're called the Thangorodrim and he hung his right wrist like in a like an iron cuff or something like that he hung his right wrist on a cliff and he just hung there for years by his wrist and then Fingon who is also That's sick dude yeah, was that just for fun just for torture yeah <laughs> just going to hang out did people bring him food or did he? No, he had to suffer oh. like that, yeah. <laughs> but no, also, it is it is to be noted that elves, especially in the first age when they were still young, were more hardy than, like, other peoples in Middle-earth. Like, they could survive that sort of torture and still live afterwards. They could also survive for a long time without food. Mm -hmm. So, and they healed a lot easier from, like, wounds and stuff. So, that's why he was up there for a few years and still didn't do anything. Yeah, it was just a piece of cake for him. Yeah. Oh, just that, a gap year. That is, like, a... The that, that's like Turin. a that's like a Greek mythology no. oh. story where someone's hanging on a cliff or something like that. There's one I forgot his name, but he's chained to a rock in that vulture or something comes yeah, in and the pecks vulture, his yeah. kidney or something every day. That's not heals. Prometheus, is it? It might be. I'll Google it. Yeah, because isn't like Prometheus punished for giving fire to mankind, and he's hung up on a rock or something like that? I don't know. I could just be making it all up. When I hear Prometheus, I think of the Alien prequel. Good movie. Good movie. Yeah. Why didn't they just run to the side, though? Doesn't make any sense. I know. They always do that. I could, if it's coming down, you just... They always, like, run straight Where do we go? along Just go to the it. side. Yeah. 
out, get out of the path. Sorry, Mike, I bumped you. Oh, yeah, it's Prometheus. Visited each day by an eagle who fed off his liver. Yeah. Not a vulture who ate his kidney. An eagle who ate his liver. <laughs> Slightly different. <laughs> but I had the weird right idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mythros is just hanging out, literally. And and Fingon, who is his cousin, he's uh he's the son of Fingolfin, which would be Mythros' uncle, Feanor's half brother. So Fingon is his cousin. He uh, comes to Middle Earth because you remember the Noldor burned their ships, and there was also a, a group of Noldor that were left behind, and they saw the burning of the ships, and they f- felt betrayed. But Fingon and Mythros were really good friends; they were cousins. Mythros had nothing to do with the burning, and uh, so Fingon uh, comes to Middle Earth, and he's been asking where Mythros is, and he finds out that he's been taken captive, and he's hanging up at Thangorodrim, and so he recruits the help of Thorondor, who is the Lord of all the Eagles. The mm-hmm. big old eagles. Uh, and so he flies them up there, and uh, Mythros at that point has suffered enough, and he begs Fingon just to kill him because it's been too much. But Fingon's like, I don't know. I don't I don't really feel like killing you, dude. Yeah. It'd be tough if you had to kill your cousin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it depends know. on if you like him or not. He seems like he likes him, though. Depends yeah, on if you I, got killing in your fibers. Right. Yeah. You have what it takes to survive. <laughs> Anyways, but he, he ends up not killing him. Good. Yeah, which is good. <gasps> Shout uh, out to Fingolf or Finrod. Nope. Fingon. Fingon. I yeah. was Gun. a Fingolfin. That's his dad. Fingolfin's, yeah. Shout out to his dad for raising him right. Yeah. <laughs> so Fingon ends up just cutting off his wrist oh. <laughs> so that oh. he can save him. <laughs> He's like, so, I have the key right here. Yeah, so so my Mythros becomes known as the left-handed or the one-handed, and he actually, because uh, that was his right wrist, and he became actually a better swordsman with his left hand than he was with his right hand. Well, you gotta be because he was so determined after what happened to kill his cousin. Maybe he was a left-hander all along. Uh, And in Celtic mythology, there's a tale of the. Okay, I gotta see how to pronounce this now. The Nuita Ergetlum. Nuita Ergetlum. Nuita Ergetlum. Ergetlum. Which consists of the. This is the character. His name is Nuita Ergetlum, which consists of Nuita having his hand cut off in a battle with the Fearbolg which are the native habit inhabitants of Ireland at the time. Um, and he ends up receiving a hand made of silver because his hand gets cut off and he nice. becomes known as the silver handed, like which Luke. also mirrors Celebrimbor's name, which means silver fist. Uh, and, Celebrimbor is also a, a character that we know in middle earth as yes. well. Also known as the silver fist. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, as much, I mean, there's like quite a bit, like there was like yeah. the Shire names that I didn't list all of, but there was, yeah, those two main stories of, uh, Nuita Ergetlum and then the Tuatha de Danain, mm-hmm. uh, were pretty heavy influences on Tolkien as far as elves go in his mythology. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a little bit of trivia. Oh, we haven't do? we haven't done this in a sec. Well, yeah, I was just thinking I don't I don't have a uh, section, so I don't have trivia to do. But no, that's okay. do some trivia. I just thought of this today, uh, so okay. I've got a question for each one of you. It better not be names because I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Twaith a day to name. Twaith no, a day to okay. name. So, so Jay, what is one example of a Shire location mirroring a Welsh place name? Um, oh, you just said. Uh, it was when Bilbo or Frodo moved to across the Brandywine yeah. to Buckland. Yeah. Is Buckland it or is it the... No, it's the it's the name of the uh, little uh, village that he Buckland, stayed in. he goes to... Bre- oh, yeah, that's it. Bree? No, it's not Bree. No. Um, uh, I, he goes to Buckland to... Oh, shoot. Give me the first letter. C. Give me a second letter. <laughs> C C R. I don't know. Uh, Crikey. Th- third letter. C R I. I don't know. It's C R I C. Crikey. Crick Hollow. Crick Hollow. Crick Hollow. Crick Howl. And then Crick Howl. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Ow. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, Zach. Yeah. I've got one for you. Oh. Who is Kella Brimbor? Oh, he's the guy who made those those old dang old rings. Yeah, 
Nice. You got it, man. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. I'm kind of a genius. I'm so, not like Jay. Over here. Yeah. So he was. <laughs> I knew the Kalbumber one. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, I knew that one. Uh-huh. He was. He was the guy who uh, was also called Silver Fist, like uh, mm-hmm. Nueta or Gatlam. Grant and, knows my weaknesses, and he goes yeah. for the names. And so, yeah, uh, Celebrimbor was the elf of Oregion who forged the rings of power in the Second Age with the help of Anatar, also known as Sauron, you know. Um, and then he was also killed when Sauron came looking for the three elven rings, which were made without him. And Celebrimbor was also the son of Kurafin, who was the son of Feanor, so... He Celebrimbor was Feanor's grandson. Wow. Yeah, they're all connected. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, that's Celtic mythology and its influences on Tolkien. Oh wow, wow, that was good. I liked. That. Oh wow, <laughs> that was good. I learned yeah. stuff. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. So is that what is that what you got? You done? Yeah, that's all I got. That's all Grant got. I'm that, tapped out. That means we're going to an ad break. Oh boy. See you in a second. Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong on the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. Welcome back, guys. After the ad. That was the length of an ad's worth of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, the moment you've all been waiting for, Zach's section. Yeah. Can we can we get applause in here, man? Yeah. And for, Thanks, the, for everybody else, I'm going to put a timestamp on when his t- thing ends so you can skip it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you shouldn't. No, I'm kidding, dude. No, kidding. man. No, man. I just got no, jokes. Man, that's that's all, I just got jokes, man. <laughs> that's all I got. It's all jokes and vibes. You are the joker. Yeah. It's all jokes and vibes tonight. We got right? Zach with D&D. I've got some... So... Y'all been talking about what inspired Tolkien. I'm going to talk a little bit about what Tolkien inspired. Oh, wow. Focusing, of course. I know on he inspires me. Hey. Like- oh, before we proceed. Okay. Uh, it's a myth that Vikings would burn their ships. Oh. When they. Then they what would, is the fact? Fact. They, they would it. just. It dock happened them. on accident a couple <laughs> times. Myth. Vikings would burn their ships when they went to conquer new lands. Fact. They dock them. <laughs> <laughs> and leave them there for when they get back because ships were valuable resources and take a lot of trees and it'd be wasteful to burn them all. It's not as cool though. Yeah, sometimes they would burn them when they would bury the people in the ships. Not right. burying, That's but a like, Viking. Yeah, but most of the times they won it. And you like, know why we know that? Because we can find the ships. If they burned them, we couldn't find them. On the burned remains. It's impossible, dude. <sighs> Have you ever found a burnt remains of a ship? I've never even found a ship. Oh. <laughs> anyway, okay. well, but I have found some Moving great on. <laughs> information about D&D because I don't know if you guys know this. D&D didn't just start out as D&D. D&D came from like medieval war gaming, which was a whole like hobby before like, video games. Before video games in a distant in time a world. The late 60s and early 70s. Harry time. Harry time. <laughs> What? There's a lot of hair. <laughs> what? You know what? You're right. There was a lot of hair. I was like, hairy <laughs> time. I guess, I guess now it's a hairy time again because people are growing mullets. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. When will that stop? I don't know. Hopefully never. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's keep yeah. it going. But yeah, it was hairy time. Move on. But in this hairy time, there were a bunch of nerds playing <laughs> Hairy war nerds. Games. They were playing large scale battles and people like... I don't remember the guy's name. The guy who played um, Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars. He's a legendary actor. Um, what was his name? Winoff Tarkin. Oh, that's his that's name. The character <laughs> he was played by. Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Peter he was Go- known. Uh, I just read off the character. <laughs> Gover- <laughs> Governor Wilhoff Tarkin. Wait, is his real name Wilhoff yeah, in the character? Will- that's Will- funny. Wilhoff paint for free. Peter Cushing. <laughs> Cushing. Peter Cushing was a known advocate of this. So it's not just nerds, okay? <laughs> yeah. It's cool people. But this was, there was a, a group of people in the American Midwest who were really big into this. 
and one of them was named Gary Gygax. That's a pretty big name. Big if you name. Know anything about I was going to say, I've heard I've that known before. that name. I do know He was so. one of the founders of what would become the publishing company TSR, which made D&D. But they started with Chainmail, which was a system of... <laughs> 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 caught me off guard. They can't hear that, but now they know something happened. Something <laughs> happened. There was a his name is his name is Ernest Gary Gygax. Yeah, E Gary Gygax. E Gary. He goes by Gary. Well, he went by Gary. Is he dead now? Yeah. Good. Rest good. in peace. You said good. GG. Oh uh, no, I said GG. bad. GG. 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 Two thousand eight is when he he would dead. Yeah. Well, he did. Uh, so early seventies, Chainmail comes out. Chainmail. Was, I thought that was way before. I that was already- People wore that all the time. <laughs> Early 70s, Chainmail Rules for Medieval Fantasy, Medieval mm. Miniatures came out, mm. which okay. the wargaming scene had been doing large-scale battles. So this goal was to have rules for like smaller-scale stuff. Yeah. So you had rules for individual units like uh, cavalrymen and catapults and archers and stuff like that. But it also included a fantasy supplement which was the first kind of thing they released that was like D&D because it kind of recontextualized a lot of the rules to be like, so a wizard's fireball does what a catapult does, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it also had rules for races of elves, mm-hmm. races of halflings, which at in the original printing were just called hobbits. Yep. But probably copyright stuff. Yeah. And we'll get into we'll, that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I'm, because they yeah. also had Balrogs. Oh. Yeah. 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 That's a little. <laughs> yeah. You know. He said Balrog, not Burp. And Ents. And Tolkien. And Tolkien. <laughs> you could play Actually, Tolkien. yes. Wait. Because they didn't have what? rules for a Tolkien, but they did mention in the original manual that the supplement would allow players to recreate battles as described in fantasy epics uh, like those of J.R.R. Tolkien or others. Who's, who? Who? Who's that? Uh, but TSR got into a little bit of hot water because they totally ripped off hobbits, ents, balrogs, um, and there was a lawsuit from the Tolkien estate. And the original argument was they wanted to have TSR get rid of mentions of dragons and giants and all these things and though it was the argument was made you know they're those are pretty public domain Mm -hmm. but stuff like the balrog became a demon known as the balor or uh ents just became treants (laughs) which are ents but with a different name Mm -hmm. and hobbits became halflings and they no longer had hairy feet and they kind of split some of the traits and similarities between what would become the halfling race in D&D and gnomes to just kind of reduce as much similarities as they could. Um, but maybe maybe when the when because you said the halflings when they had to change from hobbits to halflings, they no longer had hairy feet is when it was the hairy 60s and 70s ended. Yeah, it you think you might be right. 80s. People saw that the halflings... <laughs> 80s are actually when the mullets were big. One of the hair years. Um, a lot, so, the act- so after the lawsuit, the D&D kind of distanced themselves from having a lot of similarities, both because they legally had to, but also it was like, oh, we don't really want to associate. We don't want to get in any more trouble. So that's kind in of the where... same way I can't legally be within a hundred feet of. Us. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna finish that. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny joke, though. Yeah, right? funny it was joke. a pretty good joke. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. But anyway, it took us a little bit to hear because you're hundred feet away from us right now. But <laughs> <laughs> it's us. We have a restraining yeah, order. Yeah, restraining order. <laughs> yeah. How's the How's the weather out there, by the way? Warm. <laughs> Grant, it is give, summer. You're going to give away a location, Grant. Correct. Don't tell them. <laughs> you just said it was summer here. Now they know we're not in the southern hemisphere. <laughs> no! But anyway. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, that's kind of where the similarities end with D&D. But it isn't just the like creators of D&D that had... And I mean, it also kind of isn't. Because if you look at like the elves, they're very much inspired by the same elves that inspired Tolkien. Tolkien was probably, in many ways, a gateway into some of those ideas. Mm-hmm. But, gateway you know, drug. gateway drug. 
But, I mean, the folklore is there, and a lot of what D&D has also comes from folklore. So there's bound to be some similarities just intrinsic in where the ideas came from. But there's also the idea of Tolkien's works being so influential as they are that when people hear about D&D, a lot of the time the first thought is, oh, I could play, I could be Strider, you know, I could play, I could be Gandalf. So people come into D&D with the idea of, I want to live out the fantasy of being this character from Lord of the Rings, or maybe they saw in the movie Lord of the Rings. Or the books. Or the books they saw in the books. Or the video games. The video games. I want to be Deagle. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be Smeagol's grandma that kicks him out. (laughs) Just really obscure character. I want to be Fatty Bulger. Honestly, though, you come to your DM and you're like, hey, I want to be be like this character. And it's like, oh, so you want to be like like Smeagol? No. I don't want to be Smeagol. (laughs) I want to be his grandma. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, with D&D, the, the allure of it is you Possibilities. Can. You can do what you want. Possibilities are endless. And for a lot of people... Unless the, you can't put it into words. Unless you... Well, the limit even is words. Play limit. D&D without words. Just l- looks. Go off the vibes. Limit is looks. Limit, limit is communication. D&D vibe edition. <laughs> D&D vibes edition. <laughs> Tolkien also <laughs> influenced... I'm laughing at that. <laughs> what? Sorry, man, sorry. He also influenced a lot of the authors for D&D that would go on to create... There's a lot of famous series of novels in the D&D universe. There's the Dragonlance Chronicles. There's the Tales of Dritzt Dorden, which is a weird name, but... That wasn't one. a real thing. I don't think you just... I, you <laughs> I just think, yeah. That. Oh, I made that, that up. That also sounded very uh, Celtic, the Dritzt name. Dorden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Dritzt. So it's D-R-I-Z-Z-T. Dritzt. Yeah. Drizzt. Do apostrophe U R D E N. Drist Dorden. Drist Dorden. 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 Yeah. Drist Dorden. Drist Dorden. Drist Dorden. He's a. That was awful. One of the more famous characters. Sorry, I'm bad talking to Dorden. He's a dark elf ranger. Ah, very And he has two magic scimitars. Wow. Which one? He's got a heart of gold. What do you mean, which one? You said he has two. Yeah. Which ones? There are two magic ones. Mm. <laughs> what? Maybe <laughs> I mean, which one? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I think one of them is called like Twinkle, and the other one's Icing Death. Twinkle, really? Yeah, I think so. Tweedled. You could look D that and Tweedled Dom, dude. What if it's they rude. had that? It's rude. It's rude. <laughs> but anyway, that book series also includes some characters. They kind of a lot of the the trend is it, they follow a party of adventurers, and so part of yeah. Drist's the party he falls in with is like this dwarf king kind of like a king under the mountain type character who his name's Brunner Battlehammer and he he's very similar to like Gimli you know when you think of like a dwarf he's you know he's brutish and he's a fighter and that's his thing he has a beard kills beard big beard big beard great big beard big beard big Big beard (laughs) 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 sorry guys it'll be big no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'll do it, man. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. Big boop. Okay, I know. <laughs> okay. That's <Boop. laughs> it. Um. Yeah, I forgot where I was going. Uh, the drizzle. You're talking about the like, yeah. Tolkien influenced different like books. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you see a lot of characters that bear similarities. I mean, uh. The ranger class in D and D, basically, it's Aragorn. It's kind of everything he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do that with the ranger class. D and D has Mithril, the yeah. dwarven. We metal talked about that on an episode. That's yeah, we insane. did, mate. So wow. the listeners already knew that Grant or Zach. <laughs> and you talked about how it was in D and D. Yes, I think Grant mentioned it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Why am I here? Why did why I come? <sighs> But anyway, anyway, okay. Uh, there's also some like more tangential, like maybe a coincidence kind of things in the Dragonlance Chronicles. There's a character whose name is Tannis Half Elven, and he's a half elf. And you look at that and you go, it makes me think of Elrond Half Elven. Yeah. Or I mean, the similarities. Wait, his brother's or, not half elven. Or, Elros. Elros. His bro- Elros isn't half Elros Oh, he is half Elven. Half Elven yeah. But he chose the human but side. He chose the mortal. Human. Mortals. Man side. Also, 
Aragorn and Arwen's son, Eldarion, is half elven. Which side will he choose? Also, you decide. Baron and who <laughs> won? <laughs> Baron and Baron and Luthien's son, Dior, Dior. is uh, half elven. Although mm-hmm. they don't call him that, he's just Dior. Dior, Dior the regular elf. Yeah, they call him Dior Elohil. Dior, which means not Dior. Thingle's hair, air. Hair. <laughs> I always read it as hair. I know, me too. Uh, so, continue. But as I was saying, he's right behind me. Isn't he? <laughs> you might want to come take a look at this. That's kind of where the similarities end for that character, though, because his personality is very much like he's more like a Captain Kirk kind of persona, as it was described. And that the story itself kind of came about because they got together and played D&D and kind of created this world but all the same time they had all these fantasy ideas that come from you know reading epic yeah, fantasy novels yeah it's inevitable that you'd want it, that you would be inspired it's by inevitable it. yeah inevitable inevitable it's inevitable. abominable it's abominable it's abominable it's inedible. honestly it's inedible <laughs> It's, an it's inedible. <laughs> Sorry, that was Grant's joke, and I just repeated it. So that's okay. I also clap for Grant. It. You know, yeah. Grant, don't you can't clap for yourself. Okay. Every no time we do that, every time we say clap, <laughs> Grant claps for himself. No one knows that though. Yeah, man, man, I'm ashamed. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of where that's kind of what I got. That's what he's got. That's what I got. Do you know what I got? What you got? Middle Earth current uh, events. Yo. 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 Welcome to Middle Earth Current Events. <laughs> um, this is current events on this earth pertaining to Middle Earth. So don't get it twisted. We got a lot going on. Um, we do. Grant, you want to mention what happened in San Diego? Uh, there was something called the San Diego Comic Con. Which we did not go to. Which we did not go to. I mean, so. <laughs> so, so you know we don't live in San Diego. Yeah. Narrow that down. Right, at least far enough away where it wouldn't be very convenient to travel there for a weekend. Yeah. We could have we been. Yeah, it's true. I actually think I was gone. I was... You're dead. I watched it in the airport. I watched the trailer in the airport. Crazy. So, yeah, I was gone. I was at home when I watched it, so... But, but yeah, we were together... What'd you say about a trailer? Oh, there was a trailer. Full-length trailer. It was like three <laughs> minutes long. So lot of, there was talking in it. Yeah, a lot of dialogue. There was a lot of I'll uh, I'll say there was a lot of. <laughs> that's what I thought was what you were gonna say. <laughs> it didn't sound like that. There was a lot of dialogue from uh, characters that we know from Lord of the Rings, like Elrond and Galadriel and Gilgalad. Yeah. So it wasn't just. Did you watch it, Zach? It wasn't just original characters talking. I watched it on the toilet. Oh, yeah. what, how did you? That's feel a good about place it? to watch trailers, though. Three yeah. minutes, easy. How did How did you feel about it? I was excited. He felt. Rel- I still am. He felt relieved. You know, I was very relieved, but that was for different reasons. That was for a different reason. People are excited and people are mad. You Let go me. ahead and talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, I'll <stop>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll stay here and I'll hold my opinion until the end. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna get my opinion now and then I'll read off the. All right. And then Zach, you can also tell your opinion. My opinion after is he's done. at the start, I was I was not a big fan. You know. And I was getting up in the hype of not being a big fan. But then I th- then I was like, I realized that we're not going to get what, exactly what we want. So I was like, I'm just going to lower my expectations. Like, within the lore. It's still going to be like a high-quality show, and I expect it right. to be. Which sounds entitled. Because <laughs> it is. <laughs> it better I, be. it, Well, they spent a lot of money, so I'm assuming it will be. If it's not a good show, it doesn't matter to me. Um, well, it kind of matters, but um, I'm excited about the show, but I'm not expecting it to be super lore-like. Stick to lore. Do you want to give your opinion, Zach? Give your opinion. My opinion, I want. I just want to see what happens. I okay. mean, I'm just excited. I don't have expectations, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm just ready for it to wash over me and to either enjoy it or be like, eh. I have a wedding on the day releases so the first episode so hopefully i can watch it before <sighs> hopefully it Crap. releases at midnight okay so my opinion oh you want your opinion now i want to tell my opinion what's your opinion no grant, grant. uh so my opinion is i don't as, agree as far as the trailer goes and what it showed us is i was really excited because they showed a lot more of the uh the og characters you know gilgalad elrond galadriel um 
And there was a character that they showed that a lot of people were saying was Sauron as Anatar, but I guess it's not. So just don't believe that that short-haired person that looks like Eminem. <laughs> yeah, that Sauron. was weird. I don't like that. Man. I think it's supposed to be like a priest of Sauron or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, so my opinion on it is I still am not looking forward to the Hobbits because they don't make any sense in the Second Age. They have no part in it. Uh, I'm still confused about who the Meteor Man is. Uh, hopefully he's not some random original character that they made up just to move the plot along because that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And then also... I hate the fact that Galadriel goes to Numenor because yeah. she never leaves Middle Earth because of the exile of the Noldor. Mm-hmm. And to go to Numenor is like too close to Valinor. Yeah. Amon from what she was exiled. And it said, I mean, in the tale of years, she was in Middle Earth the whole time with mm-hmm. Celeborn, her husband. Yeah, because there's a. And her daughter. There's a shot in the trailer. <laughs> she of, has a kid. Yeah. <laughs> there's and a, a shot. husband. There's a shot of her, Galadriel, and Muriel. Muriel? Yeah, Tar Muriel, the queen. Yeah, in yeah. talking to each other in the trailer, which didn't yeah. happen. She never goes to Numenor. They That's the part talk. I don't really like either. Yeah, it's they just never like, talk. They never, yeah. never communicated. But so those are opinions, and this person also has an opinion. But also, also, oh, so that which stuff, is that stuff, <laughs> <laughs> that stuff annoys me. But also, I am very excited because it. it it is starting to look more exciting and more worth the wait. Yeah. I guess. Maybe so, if you just think of it as its whole other thing. It's, it's hard to do because it's the yeah. same names, but you could, like, I don't know. But there was also, like, people... I'll just think of it as, like, a movie version, or, like, a TV show version of a and d campaign of some Good idea. That, <laughs> something that someone made up it's, based it's, on the this, second it's age. A, it's a, um, it, this is just fan fiction turned yeah, into fan TV fiction, show. Yeah, fan fiction, yeah, basically. This is all it is, dude. Yeah. Wow, why didn't we say that earlier, dude? Ugh. So now, much people heartache. would be behind that because people love fan fiction. Everybody would be behind it then. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big big fan of the Harry Styles and One Direction fanfics. <laughs> uh, I'm always... What's that one website called? I don't know. I don't read fan fiction. Yeah, I don't Archive either, man. I don't either. You wrote <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> the Walking Dead. Yeah, you did. You wait, wait, Walking no, Dead wait, fan fiction. Okay. I, I'll I, link it in the description. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I may have written a Walking Dead fan yeah, fiction. Yeah, it was a Walking Dead. It was a guy. It was it. a guy based off of Solid Snake surviving in Russia <laughs> during the apocalypse and coming to America. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't like one of those like really weird fan. It wasn't weird and erotic. Yeah. There was nothing weird about it. But the only thing erotic about it was Russia, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't. Uh, but yeah, so just when you watch it, think of it as a fan fiction of Tolkien. Yeah. And then think of Zach when you think watch of it. Zach and then you, you, you there's no way you'll be disappointed. <laughs> Cause you think of this Zach, you think of Rock Bottom. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, so the title of this article is called "Petition Launched to Have Harper Collins, Amazon, and the Tolkien Estate to Stop Selling Rings of Power Covers on the Lord of the Rings." Oh yeah. So if you didn't know, there's a little backstory to this current event update, which we did talk about in a different current event. Um, the if you remember <laughs> the very like first images that they released of the Rings of Power of the people's the hands, the hands, and they're holding stuff. Um, uh, Harper Collins released covers for the Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers, and Return of the King with um those covers. So it's the Fellowship of the Ring is Galadriel's hand, the Two Towers is Elrond's hand, and then the Return of the King is that bad guy's hand, not Sauron. His name is Adar. Yeah, it's Adar, which Erdan. means father in Sindarin. Yeah. He's not Sauron, but it looks like Sauron. Yeah. But um, people are mad because. Um, I mean, I've got opinions on those two, you know. Yeah, yeah, because first off, uh, the it was it Zadar or Adar? Adar. Adar is not even in. Yeah, he's an original it. character from the show. Um, and Galadriel and Elrond aren't huge characters. Yeah, they're. Bi- I mean, they have big parts, but they're not like cover characters. Elrond, and it's weird too because Elrond is mostly part of the first book, Fellowship of the Ring, and Galadriel mm-hmm. is mostly part of the Two Towers. Yeah. Uh, well, no, actually, no, she's part of the Fellowship of the Ring, too, yeah, but it's more towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, it's kind of weird how they, like, switched it like that, because Elrond doesn't, like, have anything to do with the second book. Yeah. And then Adar is not even a character, but his yeah. hands look like it might be Sauron's hands, so it, that's just why they used it, which is yeah. stupid. So, so, yeah, that's what they're selling now. If you buy a new paperback copy of The Lord of the Rings, you'll get those covers. You can get 
um, if you buy off of Amazon, let me say, if you go to a local bookstore, Barnes and Noble, you can pick out whatever cover you want. Yeah, support local. Buy at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but also Barnes and Noble is a good place, though. So. Yeah, but support your local bookstores. Also, yeah, that. Um, Rick and Mortar bookstore. Book and Morty. Rick and Morty bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> Rick and Morty <laughs> no. bookstore. So they also uh, have a uh, three or the one book edition of Lord of the Rings with a middle or er, Rings of Power cover, and it's the one of Galadriel and I think it's Elrond standing, talking to each other, and yeah. it's in uh, Rivendell, and it's the green or er, uh, orange folly colors. Which they also don't do that at all. In. Yeah. Awkward. In the Rings of Power. So or, uh, the Lord of the Rings. So maybe, this maybe, maybe. this this user named the Tolkien fan. So big deal apparently because he's Ooh, the Tolkien fan. The Tolkien fan. He started a petition to stop selling the Rings of Power book covers, and um, pretty simple. Stop selling them, which is a big ask to ask. <laughs> yeah. uh, probably I bet they're all for. They're definitely Fortune 500 companies to stop selling a product. Yeah. Maybe we could, dude. Maybe you could. That'd be insane if you could just be like, hey, stop. <laughs> and they did. Apple, stop selling iPhones. Just stop. Okay. Um, so I'm going to read part of the uh, – it's a change.org. We'll do a voice. Because we want change. I'll do a voice of Tolkien fan. HarperCollins. <laughs> that's, 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 that's not what he talks about. HarperCollins. HarperCollins, Amazon. And as rights holders, the Tolkien state have unjustly co-opted Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings with covers from promotional materials for Amazon, The Rings of Power. This show is not an adaptation. Rather, Amazon is making something new with pre-established framework designed by Tolkien, which Amazon is using creative license with. Mostly, this show contains vastly more content from modern showrunners, writers, producers, and corporate executives. And then he goes on and is like, yeah, 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 this is all the things. But here are his requests. And everybody signed His it. demands. Demands. Number one. <laughs> request that all Amazon tie-in covers for the Rings of Power be discontinued entirely. Number two. I'm going to need a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. That all ebook covers of the Lord of the Rings with Rings of Power icon- iconography immediately be restored with different cover images that the rings of power tying covers be here entirely discontinued as well number three all printing and propagation of these covers by amazon HarperCollins, and the tolkien estate or any other body responsible for handling tolkien's work cease entirely now and henceforth that's a big <laughs> lastly all future promotional material or iconography, that's a hard word to say. And it's pretty close to a different word that probably shouldn't stand on this podcast. All future promotional material for iconography or iconography for the Rings of Power remain entirely separate and never to be used or in the published text of J.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings, The Silmarillion, Unfinished Tales, History of Middle-earth, and all subsequent publications of works by J.R.R. Tolkien containing information on his legendarium. So pretty much, stop, is what he's saying. <laughs> Which, well, and it was, it's pretty much basically Amazon's way of saying, like, well, we've got the rights now, so we're just going to use yeah. it to make people buy our covers of the books because people are going to naturally want to read them when the show comes out. Yeah. So they're just using it as a big cash grab. Yes, and... um. So this is, they set it to 500 signatures, which is nowhere near what so you would need for, <laughs> I don't, I mean, this is not, obviously not going to change well, anything. Well, if it's a Fortune 500 company, <laughs> you need, need 500. 500. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. That's yeah. true. 470 right now. 476. Really? Dang. They're That's all? Fortune 470. Yeah. So. I don't think the Tolkien Estate's a Fortune 500 company, though. At least Amazon definitely is. HarperCollins. I'll Google this. HarperCollins yep. Fortune 500 company. Uh-huh. Is, uh, is I'm not typing. I'm just making uh, noises. If you don't know what a Fortune 500 company is, that means it's. You just go to Wikipedia for HarperCollins. No, I just well, I clicked. I, I watched Googled, you click on it. And I you said, said no. Is, is HarperCollins a Fortune 500 company? And then HarperCollins Wikipedia was the first one up. It doesn't look like it is. So Amazon is the only Fortune 500 company, which means in the top 500 companies, they're probably number one or number two. Or number what's, three. What's number 
What's the top company? What's the Fortune one? Walmart. Amazon's number two. Walmart's number one. Exxon what? is six. That makes so much sense. Walmart. What? What? Walmart? And no. also, also the Fortune website. I mean, it makes sense. I figured they would be up there, but yeah. I didn't know they'd be up. The um, Fortune Walmart. I didn't know they'd be up there. Um, the Fortune Walmart. Or <laughs> website. <laughs> I just realized I said it like four times. You interrupting me. So was, the Fortune Walmart. website. Fortune. Walmart. The Fortune website, <laughs> which has the Fortune 500 companies list. Their logo looks like it's the Fortnite font, but it's like Fortune. <laughs> Google it, Grant, and everybody else. Dude, I take can't a really look. Turn. Viewers at home. Here, Grant. I'll show you right list. here. If you're driving, pick up your phone. See that, Grant? Don't actually do that. If you're driving, just listen. See, look it up when you get to work. It's Fortnite. Or um, Or what? Fortnite 500. The Fortnite 500. Um, yeah. So, there's so, a petition. Honestly, nothing's going to happen. No way. Not with 478 signatures. Just 70. Unless you signed eight times. <laughs> I have eight accounts on there. <laughs> um, Eights look like goes. What can I say? Yeah, but you know. It got blind <laughs> through them, but might as well be the same. Eight is just a twisted O. It's just um, taken O and you go. Yeah, so there's a petition. People are obviously mad. Some people just don't care. Some people do care. I'm just naming off things that. Is a possibility. There are people who care. There are people who. Let me don't get your guys' opinions. If you walked into a bookstore, say Barnes and Noble, okay, and you're like, I'm gonna buy three copies of the Lord of the Ring or one copy of each Lord of the Ring book. So three total copies. I'm coming in with the intent to buy. Intent to buy. You have your money hanging out of your pocket, ready to be picked, (laughs) ready to be stolen. And you walk over to at our local Barnes and Noble. You walk up the, you go up the escalator, then you go around to the fantasy section. Then you look and you see the rings of power covers. What do you do? Do I roll initiative? (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling a fifteen. You don't have Lord of Rings copies. Okay. I roll a fifteen. Okay. Like a two. So Grant goes first. Okay. Uh, I knock them all off the shelf <laughs> and I look for original prints or like original, <laughs> original copies. Do I see this? Can I roll? No, can, I, I, can I roll perception? No, I, like what I, I, what I mean is like the original covers. Of, yeah. Grant knocks them off and looks for first editions. <laughs> Where <laughs> which, are the first editions? Which I cannot find. <laughs> okay, Zach, you roll perception. Did I see all that? Yeah. I am. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. 17 on the perception. Okay. You realize you can get a discount because Grant just messed up the books and they're ripped a little, so you could get a discount on them. I'm a frugal man. (laughs) I take the books and I buy them. Okay. So you support the covers is what I'm hearing. Ooh. (laughs) I mean... Only if they're ripped. (laughs) I'll tear tear those covers off and read the words in. No. I'll do it. Can I do that? Can I roll to do that? Roll to... Okay, roll. What's the... What am I rolling? What ability? D4. That's just a die. <laughs> You're rolling strength. Oh, okay. To rip a cover. Am I rolling a D4 strength? D4 strength. One. Oh. Not good. The cover rips you. Oh! <laughs> it got ripped. Great! I didn't know you were here. Well, that's the end of Middle Earth Current Events. That just died. <laughs> um, But yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of Exploring Middle Earth. It was a doozy. It was what? It was a little rough, but what a one. It was a little rough <laughs> a little around rough the edges. edges. But you know, that's what happens when Zach comes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rough things up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> wait, Zach, when do you go back? Are you gonna be here for the next episode or no? In two weekend two weeks from today is when we record. It's or no, we record next week Monday. Yeah. It's August August. August. <laughs> August what's the I can't think of it. Well, it's the first now, so it might be the eighth. Pull up your calendar, man. Um, August eighth, yeah, is the next report. Are you gonna be here? I don't know. You well, it'll be a surprise. Stay if- tuned to find out if I. Oh, also, as of here. well, tomorrow, Tuesday, August second, it'll be one month until the Rings of Power airs. Yes, Ooh. so not not their airs as in like kids, airs as in on TV. Oh, airs is like. <laughs> Hair, yeah, <laughs> not their hair. <laughs> not their hair. So either. <laughs> gotcha. I could, but it's approximately. It's like the same, the same dilemma as herbs. Mm. 
Herbs, yeah. It's like no, a herbs. month and kidding. a day. Herbs. It's, it's herbs. a month and a day until you can see it because you've got a wedding. No, I'm going to watch it. He's going to watch it in the morning. In, in the morning. During the, during the morning. Uh, and then also for Middle Earth current events, we'll probably just do like recaps on the episodes or what we thought about it. Yes. Which means because it's at the end, then you guys can just skip it if you haven't watched the episode or something. So we'll see you guys later.